Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. This is your AEW Rampage and SmackDown post-show for December 2nd. We are officially in the holiday season. Thank you so much for joining us this chilly afternoon in the Northeast. I am joined by the wonderful Alex Cardoza as usual. Alex, how are you? I am doing way better than you because I don't have to say chilly. I'm just wearing a sweatshirt to be nice and comfortable. Well, I'm wearing a sweatshirt too, even though I'm tired and cold. I'm hurt, I'm I'm cold, and I'm tired. (laughs) Oh, those are the three things you don't want to be, but you know what? We're going to make it fun tonight. And I work for effing great people. Great people at Fightful who you can support by getting in your super chats, getting in your humper chats at humperchats.com. You can also support us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming and show us your biddies. And hey, you can also just leave a thumbs up on this video. It helps people find us in the algorithm. And you can get all the latest and greatest breaking news at FightfulSelect.com. Like, I don't know, Tegan Knox returning, perhaps? That was kind of the Becky Lynch meme. <laughs> but, Alex, how are you? You're doing well tonight? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm like, you know, we were, we're talking uh, behind the scenes, you know, uh, as we like to say in the business, uh, behind the curtain. And the sh- both shows were kind of blah today. Am I right or wrong? Like, this, do you guys agree in the chat? Like, I don't, I didn't find them to be anything extra cool, by the way. And we're going to get into it. I'm very happy for Ricochet. So we'll see where yes. this goes. I would say out of the three hours of wrestling that we watched, the only thing like of true note for me was that main event of SmackDown and boy, what a main event it was. And we're going to get there, but agree. This was one of the most forgettable rampages that they've done. I would say with the exception of maybe a couple things, maybe only one thing, maybe only Shane Taylor showing up, but it wasn't for me. Not my favorite. Didn't feel like it was very good, but man, did I love Gunther and Santos Escobar, who I think a lot of people found out about tonight. So we're going to start with SmackDown tonight because I want to talk about that banger after bang. Well, it was just one banger, but we are going to start with that. So uh, get in your Super Chats and Humper Chats about SmackDown. And we will dive right in. We started getting uh, a promo here from the Bloodline. And uh, Sami Zayn saying that the bloodline has leveled up and Jimmy 
pauses and says that they have to give Sammy props. He was the MVP of War Games. Uh, and Jay kind of reacts like with a reaction that I really liked of, he's not like overjoyed about Sammy, but Sammy definitely earned his respect. It was kind of like this very tempered, but like, all right, kid, you're kind of winning me over thing, which I thought was really, really fun. They do a secret three-way handshake to be interrupted by Seamus, who says that he hates to beat up a fellow ginger, but at the end of the night, Sammy will be feeling it because it's fight night, Alex, and that is the match we start with. I'm going to go through a little bit of the match as well and then get your thoughts on all of it, but uh, kind of what you would expect from these two, I think this was much more about the story than the in-ring, but the in-ring was good nonetheless. I think Sammy's one of Sammy's greatest strengths is his ability to make matches just feel very logical. Just uh, really pick his spots to look like a smart wrestler. And Sheamus is obviously a hard-hitting son of a bitch. I think one of the most logical spots that someone can do in wrestling that's underutilized is just a hip toss. We see Ricky Starks do it in really strategic places a lot. But Sammy goes for a hip toss and Sheamus just levels him at one point. Uh Sammy also goes for a flying nothing and is just countered by a knee strike. I really, really liked that of just like Sammy having his clever moments and then Seamus being like, yeah, but I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a badass hard hitting guy. And there was also, of course, some equalizing outside of the ring from both stables that you would expect here. But in the end, Jimmy distracts the ref, Jay hits the super kick and Sammy wins with the sunset flip. So all three of them working in harmony. No Roman tonight. I'm sure that's completely coincidental with the fact that they were on FS1 and didn't feel the need to maybe put their biggest star on that channel tonight. But I thought this was a fun enough opener again. I, I think it was more for the development of the Bloodline story than anything else. But some good ring as you would expect here. What did you think of the opening promo that was kind of generic and the match that it led into? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, I don't think they they wanted to go as hard as they normally do because they knew they were on FS1. I mean, how much can they really like? Um, I, I want to say like forward and put together storyline when they know a lot of people are their minds are elsewhere, you know, um, watching something else like the World Cup. I want to say, you know, <laughs> but um, sure. yeah, I th I thought it was great. Um, I think that both guys are extremely, they work extremely well together. That, that, um, Sunset Flip in the corner, very, very good. I mean, damn, when you think about how long Sheamus has been wrestling for WWE, he, I know, he is freaking good, man. And Sami Zayn and him have some, like, some great connection. So, yeah, man. Yeah, this was definitely two veterans in a wrestling match that are familiar with each other enough, know each other very well. And you forget, Sammy's been there for so long, too. He spent some time out because of injuries, but you're right. Sheamus has just been such a workhorse that's so damn good for so long. It's nice to see that get to shine a little bit in these more kind of recent stories. I think, obviously, you know, what he did with Gunther is the thing that everybody's kind of talking about. But don't forget that Shillelagh match, too. Corny of a name as it was, that match was actually really great, and it kind of brought Drew McIntyre back into a realm of a wrestler that felt authentic again. So... I, I agree with you. Great to see Seamus getting his props here. We do have some super chats and humper chats that came in that we appreciate as always. Ryan Sullivan and Ricardo, the ODB, saying that Alex promised me entrance music. And Ricardo says that he can confirm Alex promised music to Ryan Sullivan. Okay. Can I, by the way, first of all, am I still coming in hot? I see so I see people. And Ryan said, I am hot. 
so thank you. But he... well, I was told there was no hot wrestling podcasters, just like there's no hot non wrestling women. Well, they, on, you know, they missed out on both of us, Kate. They missed out on both of us. I just want to know if I'm coming in good, uh, better now. And secondly, I was gonna have, I was gonna talk to you about it and completely forgot about it, Kate. About maybe having some entrance music, generic entrance music, so royalty free, obviously. You know that we can both have one day, but um, I'm gonna put that together, guys. It's just that I don't have my soundboard here. It's upstairs, and the we actually do have a thing that we could play, but we uh, feel that Alex has unprofessionally and summarily disappointed wow. us, uh, and we are sorry that we couldn't deliver this post show's main event. So. Please don't walk out. We have to get through the Ladies rest and of the gentlemen, show, but <laughs> I'm signing out right now. Thank you, everyone. Have a great night. <laughs> no. If you're making 30 grand at conventions and just like walking in fashion shows, I, I can't even blame you for that. Good for you. So uh sorry that Alex let you down. We'll see what we can do about it though. Graham B saying the post show is the true main event. Well, thank you. You know what? If I'm as good at this as Santos Escobar or Ricochet are at their jobs. I either, I don't know, I should get a pay raise from Sean, first of all. And second of all, we should be getting like a million more viewers because they put on a banger tonight. But Kylie chiming in. We love Kylie. She's awesome. They're awesome. Uh, didn't watch SmackDown, but Rampage was fine for 45 minutes. So I now have an edible and play the new Pokemon and chill with two awesome people. Well, thank you for saying that. If you think we're awesome, you should check out yourself because you're pretty awesome. Tom LaValley saying, happy Friday, y'all. We got the bangs. Will we get clavicle? You actually already did a little bit earlier. Either way, great to watch both, watch you both. And the fantastic Fightful mods on the job who truly, I say it all the time, have a harder job than we do. Uh, getting rid of certain types of BOTSs. I don't want to say the word because I don't want to summon them. Getting rid you think of they'll certain... come? They might. Certain POSs that show up sometimes that we have to block. Wow. All of our super chats and humper chats. We're so thankful for Louise. Wait, Kate, can I say something real quick? I don't want to just, I don't want to make the show longer, but I've noticed there's There's nothing to talk about in these three hours except for like one match. (laughs) (laughs) I I noticed that ever since um, I came on the show, first of all, I've received a lot of love from the FIFO crew. And a lot of love from everyone who watches on here on FIFO. But as of late, people have been loving our connection on here on the post show on Friday nights. I mean, I know you have other great co-hosts that you are killing it with. But I am just so happy that I'm about, uh, you know, I, I'm allowed to have this little percentage here of, well, we uh, of the week you. with you, Katie, and with the wonderful people watching here every Friday night. Look, I don't want to brag, but people also thought that Robert Felice and I were flirtatious on a stream. And mm-hmm. Alex Pulowski and I got sent 130 duck jokes on Tuesday. So I'm just a draw. Let's call it what it is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no but I love working Jesus. with you. I, we love having you here. Uh, you're definitely a, a very welcome addition to Friday night since Sean Thank abandoned you, me that. and left me well, in the cold. Like, he uh, left you, but I like came in like the Marine that I am to save but you and take you You adopted away. me. <laughs> Ryan Sullivan also sending in another chat saying, this is for Ricardo. Thanks for backing me up on the music assertion. That's, see, Fightful Friends helping other Fightful Friends is what this is all about. But 
we will move along. We got a, a quick uh, interview with Kofi Kingston, who surprisingly very early announces he's in the Royal Rumble, which is an early entrant, an obvious entrant, but makes me probably get my hopes up maybe way too much that maybe Biggie would be ready to return. Um, like if they're announcing it this far in advance, it sure seems like maybe there's some sort of story that would go along with it. But I do think that is just me wishing and hoping and dreaming so much because I miss Biggie so much on my screen. I love that guy. He got so gypped during his title reign and he's just one of the most entertaining wrestlers to work in professional wrestling. So I do miss him, but either way, Gunther comes in and challenges him for a match later this episode of SmackDown. And his tone kind of changes pretty immediately, which I liked. Kofi kind of just like snapped of like, oh, all right, now I've I've got something on my hands. So any thoughts on that? No, we're good. We yes, sorry. Right I was I was switching my hat around and then I forgot that this thing was muted. Um, but yes, uh no, no thoughts on that. Just, it wasn't even it me this time. You muted yeah, yourself. No. <laughs> yeah, I muted myself, guys. Because you know why? I don't want to like I don't want to, you know, like if this moves or anything, I don't want to be a professional. I want Kate, like everyone to just have full on Kate. And when I come in to interrupt, that's when you guys get my messy mic. I love that you were like, I don't want to be unprofessional. And I just told you that we got sent 130 duck jokes on the Tuesday. But Orion Ben chiming in saying, Kate, the podcast siren of Fightful. Watch out, Alex. <laughs> You're so funny. I love fake hyping myself up. Uh, Ricardo, the ODV say, bought my AEW ticket yesterday. So stoked. That's awesome. What town are you going to AEW? And please let us know. Very cool stuff. Uh, we also got a Legato backstage segment here. This was a fun kind of through line throughout the night. Legato essentially just kind of saying, uh, you know, with Zelina right there, saying that the results speak for themselves. Like, Santos Escobar has been winning. He's established himself a little bit on SmackDown. No way the IC title isn't coming home. Later in the night, we get a nice, uh, quick, kind of similar package from Ricochet, just saying that if this is the path that took to get his rematch with Guther to try and get his IC title back. That's the path he's going to take. And I, I really like these when they're like small and kind of more naturally woven in as opposed to like, I think it works with more of these kind of interviewee type ones than like, meanwhile, backstage, I, I thought both of these were fine. I don't, I think it was just to hype up what we saw later, which did deliver. So that rules. Good, good Latin representation. Uh, the, I, I love what they're doing with them. Um, I wasn't sold on them at first, but I see now that they're starting to sprinkle them in a little bit more. Um, so I'm extremely excited to see where they're going to go with it. And I hope that they build them up because honestly, besides Ray, there really isn't anyone else that, you know, and this is just me coming from the Latin community that I can really look into WWE and say, oh my God, yeah, you know, like that guy speaks like me and I could connect with him. I believe that whole group is going to go somewhere. I would say having watched the mess, messiest chapter that NXT was in and reviewing it every night, Legato was absolutely one of the standout things. LA Knight was one of the standout things. So they are bringing people up from 
what is a messy program that doesn't make a lot of sense, but you can kind of see potential in people. It feels like they're starting to pull some of the, the right people up. Santos Escobar is just an unbelievable wrestler in every aspect of it. The in-ring storytelling, his presentation, he's just so damn cool. Like, he's just so cool. You're right. It's not, it doesn't read to me as a white girl, so I have no place to really, like, talk on this. But to me, it doesn't read as anything that's cartoonish. Like, it just looks, like, cool guys who happen to be Hispanic and, like, represent their culture in a really cool way without, like, any Without the... coming to into the ring with a uh, one of those lawnmowers like those Mexi cools back in the day when <laughs> when McMahon had like, them come out with their with the in those lawnmowers. <laughs> on the Irish side, we were just talking about the Shalele match, right? Like we don't always have to be so over the top with it, and they just like ooze charisma. I've said a couple of times, like I feel like people get so tempted to kind of compare someone to Eddie Guerrero, but like lie cheat steal cool guy eddie guerrero i feel like i see a lot of it in, in santos escobar i'm so glad that people got to see what he's capable of tonight because i think his introduction to the main roster has been pretty good but as someone that was seeing what he was doing in nxt and has seen him in, in other shows and promotions uh I, kn I know what this guy can do and he really really deserves the shine that he got tonight he's a really really special guy and i really like what Zelina's doing i think what she's been i know like a lot of people wanted the full legato to come up and that includes electra lopez and she's great and they don't seem to have given up on her i think they think she can be a single star and that's why they held her back but um i, th I think Zelina's fitting in really well with this picture and i just loved it the she's doing her best work to be honest like I, I this is what i'm seeing now she's in the comfort zone She's going to, I hope that something cool comes out of this. I'm just, I'm a big fan. I am too. I thought she would, she did a lot of really great work with Andrade too during the pandemic. It was one of the only washable things while wrestling was still figuring out what it was in the early pandemic. She did a great job navigating that. So very, very excited to see that, but you're right in these video packages, it definitely came across, uh, and we move on to this Bray backstage. We got a lot of backstages today, but Bray Wyatt basically says that he thinks we're all spoiled pieces of crap in a lavish society. And he has the nerve to say that during the holiday season when I just want to spend all the money I have. <laughs> but he names a bunch of really gross animals like rats and spiders and says that they all murder each other essentially to exist and that human instincts are essentially the same because he's a creepy mother so he said he's not the one who hurt la Knight, and you can essentially know that because uh if he was the one to hurt la Knight, there'd be nothing of him left and he did hear how the crowd rejoiced in violence when it happened i really love this i am ready for it to escalate to a match sooner rather than later. It's good, but the progress is a little bit slower. And because you have a performer like LA Knight who kind of calls out the weirdness, it makes me want it to get to the ring faster because he is like, he's just ready to go to blows all the time, right? So now I'm ready to see that. But what we saw at a break tonight, like just really, really good stuff. And later we see Uncle Howdy come on. And he asks us all, how well do you really know your neighbor? We can't all see. And he knows when Bray Wyatt thinks and feels. And it's all fiction. Trust him. Revel in what you are. 
love this. We're just kind of seeing this dichotomy. It's becoming a little bit clearer who and what Uncle Howdy is, I think, week over week, which is very productive. What did you think of uh, the brace segments tonight? Yeah, um, I'm finally liking the fact that they're getting away from all of the like gimmicky stuff, right? I, I understand Uncle Howdy's still some something, right? Because we're still we we all want to find out what the hell Uncle Howdy is and what what he's he's bringing to the table, but him kind of now like making that turn, addressing us in certain ways, the audience. Um, you can see something is happening with Bray. He feels like we're the ones questioning him, and he's kind of defensive. When when he first came out, it wasn't like that. You can see the the uh, the, the stuff happening mentally with him. I was, you know, this. I hate when these storylines are so gimmicky or like they take too long to kind of like evolve. This one is is going at a good pace because now we're salivating for that match, right? We want to know what's going to happen, and when they do fight, what is this extra added? you know, element with Uncle Howdy. What the hell's going to happen there? Yeah, and while I do want it to, like, get moving a little bit, at the same time, it's a really good use of TV time because they're not long segments. If these were, like, five-minute video packages or long in-ring promos every week, I'd have a way bigger problem with it, but it's, like, just a flavor to keep things moving, and I think that's how Bray Wyatt kind of should be used, kind of should have been used all along. So very excited to see that, and... Very excited for the LA Knight side of things, too. I think this was really, really establishing. I think uh, he was not meant to be in Maximum Male Models, even if you like it. And I think he was even good in Maximum Male Models. I just think, A, he should be wrestling. He's a really good wrestler. And B, this is who he is. This is perfect. So uh, we move along to yet another Lacey Evans repackage. We get like a 20 second thing that says that she's taking it back to basics with kind of an implication of basic training. Uh, they've repackaged this poor gal so many times. And I do think that maybe what they're doing now is what they were aiming to do on this last one. And that part, not her fault. They had her go out there week over week, bear her very real-life trauma. She's had an incredibly hard life, if you were paying attention to those promos. Um, she's not my favorite character or wrestler, but I have a ton of respect for, A, anybody who served, and B, uh, just anybody who is willing to put all that out there. Like, that was so much, and then they didn't know if she was a healer or a face at the end of all that. I'm like, this poor girl's bearing her trauma on camera for us and you don't and you're gonna try and make people boo her for that like that was always insane to me uh and it's a shame it's a shame that they they fumbled that um because even though it's not necessarily my thing there's a lot of people that is the thing of so that is i can't imagine what that does to you as a performer hopefully this iteration of this is going to go in the direction that I think that they were aiming for with like a little bit more clarity. So I just feel bad because I feel like she gets rebooted more than like anybody. But <laughs> what do you think of this Lacey Evans reboot? I feel like you're way more qualified to speak about this as someone that serves than I am for sure. All right. Listen, I do feel sorry for Lacey Evans, the person, right? Because she's been started and stopped so many times. Her last storyline when in the McMahon era was really dumb. <laughs> I want to say, right? 
in a nice way. I don't even know if it was dumb because I can't tell you what it was. When she was on Raw, she was a face. When she was on SmackDown, yes. she was a heel. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't tell you. Like, she was in that Money in the Bank match. She then kind of went a Money in the Bank yeah. match on July fourth, and they couldn't even have her win it because they didn't know what she was doing with her. So, sorry, you can continue. I just want to clarify. No. Like, no, I don't thank even you. know yeah. what they because no going one knew, for. right? She was for a moment there, like. They were doing camera close-ups of her ass every time like she bent over to get into the ring. I don't know if you remember that. And there was just a lot going on there. Um, stop it with the military theme. Okay. It gets it's starting to get a little bit old because now you're like continuing to, you know, you're bringing up a lot of the stuff that she had done personally, right? She's bearing her soul out to the to the crowd. And then on top of that, you're using the military a lot now. You know, like you're continuing to push this. And I understand that they're trying to find a niche for her. But even even her, she needs to probably stop using the Marine Corps as the only thing that she can be. You know what I'm saying? Because it's making me seem like she's one dimensional. That's number one. And number two, why do we just need to continue beating that horse? sort of say, right? I, I I don't need it. I don't need it. You know, um, I'm very protective of my Marine Corps. Um, I wouldn't use it to gain, you know, anything out of it except for my experiences personally and what ha- and what I went through and to share it with others. I don't know if the, if I were ever to be like an AW, WWE, I would say, oh, yeah, you know, I was in the Marines. Let's work with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Just to me, it just seems very lazy and... I don't know. I just don't. I wouldn't use it. And to your point, she did tell them all this other stuff outside of the Marine Corps and they did nothing with it. She literally was talking about like how many people in her life had um, taken their own lives, how many people had drug overdoses. Like she went out there and like told her whole story and then they just didn't do anything with it. So even on the attempt to do more than that to add layers, they've just They've just completely fumbled it. They they fumbled that whole thing. I just I wish they would just kind of find something for her. She could be a badass. She could be a badass chick that comes in and beats the crap out of everyone, right? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. 
That's betterhelp.com slash fightful. One of these, like, you know, she does all the mud runs and, you know, she works out. Yes, she still trains with Marines. Like, you know, have her military background there, but stop going back to that well. You know what I'm saying? Because to me, it just, it's, I don't know, it's a slap to me. Maybe I'm just old. I don't know what it is, but I just get away from it, WWE, please. No, there's a couple things. Uh, just a shout out to Antonio for thanking you for your service. Um, but Captain Sean Dean is a really good example that a shock pulls up of someone who like kind of has referential pieces of it in their presentation, but isn't. Um, but that's also kind of like WWE style. So it, it's kind of hard, but I I completely, completely hear what you're saying. And hell, I think you're probably the most qualified person that could talk about this in wrestling. So you don't, you don't see me coming on Fightful and having the uh you know the veteran alex show you know what i'm saying like i know what i am i know what i have done i know where i have been it's a great experience i'll share it with people but i'm not gonna gimmick myself up to it you know what i'm saying sure i mean you do force me to say the pledge of allegiance before we go on air which is kind of weird but well you have a shock (laughs) collar that you put around my leg and you shock me every time you want me to shut up so i saw that on twitter today i was like what i didn't see that it was like your name and i was like what the heck uh that was cracks me up. Cracks me up. I don't have a. I didn't send Alex a, a shot collar as a housewarming gift or anything like that. But we move along. Get in those super chats. Get in those humper chats. A couple people I think were asking if their super chats have been read yet. We read them in order with the segment that we uh, cover. So if yours hasn't been read yet, it's probably because we didn't get to the segment. If I did cover the segment and didn't read yours, uh, put a bunch of stars and yell to our moderator Louise and he'll get them in for you but we move along to Shayna Baszler and Emma and this very weird I'm flirting with my real life boyfriend thing uh it was weird I don't know what to say it seemed like Emma kissing him on the cheek was like a really big deal like it was third grade uh but Matt Cat Moss essentially saying which I actually really appreciated this part of it. He said like, Hey, you were a really big part of starting the women's revolution. Like before the four horsewomen, there was AJ Lee and Paige and, and Emma. Um, so I, I kind of liked the acknowledgement of that, especially for someone returning to the company for people that are maybe, uh, unfamiliar with her from her first run in any way. I thought that was a nice little touch, but we get Shayna versus Emma and, not a lot to write home about here. And I didn't love what happened to the finish, but ultimately the one spot I really liked was Emma was on the top rope. This kind of led to the finish, but Shayna kicks the top rope to throw her off balance, which is just such a perfect, simple, clever, easy heel move. I absolutely love things like that. She kicks her in the head and arm drags her down. And then of course locks in the curvy, the clutch for the win. Shotzi then comes out. And then Raquel comes out in her sling with a broken arm and a broken shoulder. And here's my thing. In seven places. <laughs> I know, I know they were like, the numbers game is too much for Shayna Baszler. The thing that ran her off, though, Alex, was, uh, was a woman who, you know, could still stomp her out, I'm sure. But... Her arm and her shoulder are broken, and her finisher is the Carafina Clutch. <laughs> like, that immobilizes those exact parts of you. For that to be the thing that she was like, nah, this is too much for me. I was kind of like, 
no, <laughs> this doesn't work for me because of anybody that could get taken out really easily. It's probably that gal. Uh, and the numbers game is not that intimidating, but I thought Shayna did a good job attitude wise with this, where it was just like, I don't need this right now a little bit. She, she played that piece of it really well. And I get that three on one is an overwhelming number and that Raquel can still do damage. But I just was like, her finisher immobilizes the exact part of that woman that is broken to bits right now. So I didn't love that. Match was meh. I thought the finish was fun. I really, really liked that rope spot. But what were your thoughts on this match and the aftermath? Yeah, are we are we setting up another big group fight? Are we missing something here? You know, like, are we just, or is people just coming to her aid? Like, I don't understand what's happening here. Um, I hope that it goes somewhere. I, I, you know, they broke the poor lady's arm in 12 different places. I know I'm continuing to add more places to her arm, but, more you know. More pl places are breaking in the time that you last mentioned it till now. I know. That's how it, bad I, it is. Yeah, yeah. And Jenna Baszler is, is right She's now. a force to be reckoned with. I love that they're finally giving Shane a time. And they're putting her in 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 front of the camera, which I'm a huge fan of her, man. I would love for her to choke me out. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, I don't know. I just didn't I, I didn't see what why we what this was of time filler. Is that is that what it was? Yeah, I don't know if what they're trying to get to either. Are we going to get a tag match with Shayna? Right, right. Um, and Ronza. Is somebody this showing is, up that we don't know that's going to join Ronda and It does and seem Shana. like they're trying to build a tag division, which is good because yeah. they don't have one. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about this. And I don't mean I don't know about this. I just literally don't know where this is going. I feel like Shayna and Ronda, as just bullies beating everybody's ass, should work. So while I don't like the execution of it right now, I am trying to give it room. Like, they shouldn't be running around saying clean up on I.O. Green. But, like, the idea of the two of them being just bullying menaces is something that should work. So I'm trying to give that breathing room. I think it's a good way to keep Ronda uh, from being on TV every week or constantly defending. And keeping uh, her off the mic. Keeping her off the mic. And she's already gone through a lot of this roster, so you do kind of need to pace it out. I think we all know it's going to be Rhonda and Becky probably going into Mania, and we don't have that right. much more time left. So and I think it could be really productive for Shayna. I don't think it is yet, uh, but I don't really know what you're doing here. If if there's a draft or a superstar shakeup or any mm. of that coming up, the, the biggest thing that needs to get self-corrected is the imbalance. Uh, Alex and I have talked about this to uh on i think monday night's select show there's just the biggest imbalance between the raw women's brand right now and the smackdown women's brand and, and that needs to get maybe moved up a little bit so so that could be good but we and if you want to get to know more about if there's going to be a draft of any kind of a shakeup you could always send those five dollars to five for select brother you know what I'm saying? And That's sisters so on here on the chat. That's you know what I'm right. Saying? You can and always you'll be on the know. You will be in the know. Thank you, Alex, for your unprompted little plug. We will take it. Uh, you know who got their ass kicked tonight was Kofi. <laughs> oh, no, he's always. I feel bad Damn. for Kofi, man. 
You know what though? I thought this match was a was a lot of fun. Like yeah. more fun than I expected. I don't know why I didn't expect it. I think the collision of styles just worked so well for me mm-hmm. that it almost caught me off guard in a good way. But we come back from commercial and Kofi is doing the Alex Wright dance in the ring and makes jokes <laughs> about Germany. Uh <laughs> ultimately gunther wins with the last symphony which is a cool finisher it's basically a like tucked power slam which i'm told is a masaba move which is really cool i really liked it it's more fun than a regular power slam and because gunther is so intimidating and presence it's nice to have a move that's like kind of basic but with a twist on it because he doesn't need anything that's like crazy fancy right but I really, really, really liked this match way more than I was expecting. Um, there's something really fun that happens in matches when Gunther gets like pissed off and he like kind of kicks it into another gear. Like if he's fighting and he fights opponents like this a lot that like just won't stay down or are pesky, he just will like kick it up and beat the hell out of them. And there was this really fun sequence where that happened tonight. Um, he sees Kofi charging him and he kind of just chops him and has this look on his face like knock it off and he hits him with a suplex for a near fall we see a Boston crab from Gunther and when it's locked in Kofi like pulls himself to the ropes and he just switches it to modified cross face like really really fun fundamental wrestling here and I just loved how there wasn't like a full story here but like the difference in ring styles was enough to kind of create one and I just you have this like quick high, not, I don't want to say high flying because Kofi's more than that, but a quick high flyer and Gunther who's like a walking roadblock. And that's just a fun combination. So I really liked this match. Uh, what did you think of this? Yeah. Joe Kofi is like a human pinball slash like elastic human that just <laughs> could bend, get beaten. And he still pops back up and comes after you. I felt like some of those hits that Gunther was putting on him, like, just completely separate his chest even more because we know he's he's had like you know throughout the years working out and being in wrestling right and all this stuff you can see like his muscles you know have have basically moved so god what a good match i think that these two should go at it again i thought it was cool i you know this was a bad show not in a in the sense that it was like horrible it was just very slow produced and for obvious reasons. It was an FS1 show, for sure. Yeah. 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 So uh, I like this match, and I'd like to see them go after each other again. If you were to take Kofi um, with a little bit more of it, the attitude that he had when he used to face Randy Orton back in, what, 2009, and put him in the ring with, like, Gunther with that kind of, like, aggression, I think it would be really cool. Yeah, I think this could be fun to run back like you said i also think him versus xavier woods if they wanted to run that could be fun that could be a really really fun combination too because xavier's different enough from kofi but still can do really like his flying elbows ridiculous like that could be a really fun matchup so i'm all for it i don't give a crap about i hate this idea that braun is like running through the rest of imperium like they're chumps when they're not uh but we've discussed it before. Like, Bray is not my favorite wrestler. He's not your favorite wrestler. But even for who he's supposed to be, I just feel like it kind of stinks that they're treating uh, Giovanni Vinci. I always want to call him Fabian Eichner still. And uh, Marcel Bartel. <laughs> I want both of them 
I, I just feel like they should be putting up a fight against them a little bit. But uh, but tonight's match was really fun, and I will take it. And we will also take these kind words from Mr. Showtime, who says, Kate, Fightful is awesome. You are amazing. Well, thank you. But those banks are the draw. Look, I, I know. I know what the people want. You got to give the people what they want. I can't like the best friends in AEW go and like hug Alex. So I got to bring the heat with the banks. You know Listen, let me tell you something. It's a 20-year cycle. The 90s are back, and Kate's bangs are here to stay. If, if they're 90s bangs, though, they have to be, like, so much thicker and, like, Oh, true. And you need your butterfly, clip, your butterfly clips on your hair, too. Oh, Don't forget my gosh. that. And I, I want to see your choker. Bee. Where's your choker? Oh, yeah, like the little black, like, plastic lace ones. Butterfly clips. Oh, my gosh. I was a fiend for them. I had so many glitter ones, and my sister was amazing. Because I would do, like, cute ones on the side. My sister's whole hair was just, like, a gorgeous, like, nest of butterfly clips. Do you, uh, you remember those big, thick glasses from back in the day? I mean, they're really cool now, right? Like, they're, like, the style. Sally like Jesse Raphael yeah, glasses. Those big, Hell yeah. I used to, those were, like, my first glasses, obviously, for because, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. So those were the ones that I got. I used to call them, they, they were called BCs. And BC stands for birth control glasses because no girl would ever want to get with you <laughs> with them on. <laughs> That's amazing. Gen Z, man, there was a lot of great things about the 90s. Please start bringing back the right ones. You know what I mean? But we <laughs> will move right along to damage control promo. I'm going to start calling them damaged control because they just keep having them lose. I don't know about any of this, Alex. I, I don't know. I don't know what's happened. Like, they're just, obviously, they're being thrown on both shows. But it's kind of, it's getting messy a little bit, I think, right? It's Something's it, it's getting lost. Messy. A message is, it's just bad. Yeah. Like, they just right. keep losing. And they're, like, yeah. being presented as this dominant group. It's like, okay, but they never really win anything. Right. But Damage Control comes out. Bailey hypes up their loss. At damage at uh at war games, she was like, We were in there for 95 minutes, and I was like, Great, but you didn't win. But she's kind of giving props to her team, and she's interrupted by Liv, which is the catalyst for the return of Tegan Knox, who I'm extremely glad to see back. Love Tegan Knox. No idea why when Raquel is injured, shots of black hearts right there. Just feels not great. Uh, especially if you're trying to stilt the numbers game. It's like Rhonda's on the other side. Raquel and Shotzi on one side. I know. Just add her to a picture that includes the title in her return. But nonetheless, very excited to see Tegan Knox. And I actually really liked Liv Morgan in this because she was like, one of me, three of you. Yeah, right. Let's do it. Like, mm -hmm. she's leaning into this unhinged side of her very, very well. Loved this from her tonight. Damage control. Not the best. Alex from... Sour Grab Show, if you didn't watch Unselect, he does uh, a review of SmackDown while watching AEW Rampage, so check that out. He's calling them Damage Control Alt Delete, because <laughs> what are we doing here? But are you excited about the return of Tegan Knox with her awesome rainbow hair? And what did you think of this segment? Yeah, big fan. Um, like you mentioned, the segments, although like there's something that I'm not connecting with with since their return. Like they came back and there was, you know, like you can tell there was going to be a push behind them. Something was going to happen. And they've just been losing. They've just been yeah. job in control, I call them now. Because they're just like they're not doing <laughs> they're not doing anything. Job or 
birth control. Oh, I don't no. know if I don't know if they're gonna be separated soon. I don't know if if they're waiting for a big comeback here from someone elsewhere that'll like infuse a big fight between the teams. But sure. Uh, besides besides the fact that they're just running around talking ish to every other female competitor on the roster, they haven't backed up anything. So yeah, and unfortunately in WWE that often leads to okay, well we're gonna split them up. So yeah, that's, that's not what yeah. I want to see either. I want to see Bailey be like, we haven't been winning, we need to regroup. I think that could be really fun. But Sean Gardner looks at the other side of this and says, "Live and Tegan as a team, yes, please." So well, I think the very logical thing would have been to have her come back and team with shots of Blackheart because duh. Uh, I, I don't hate this idea at all, especially with this version of Liv. Like, I think someone like Tegan Knox could be a really great counter element to that. There might be like moments where Liv goes too far and Tegan's trying to bring her back in. I could definitely see Tegan Knox in a role like that of like, well, hold on, let's think this through or whatever. Like her being in that role, cause she does to me kind of have a somewhat grounded presence. I think that could be really fun. And Orion Ben 666 pointing out the real reason that we did this tonight, which I think is exactly this. Start the war again. Tegan versus Dakota. One of the most fun NXT women's feuds during that time for sure. That's what I, th I think they're getting at. I was going to bring that up as well. Uh, but Orion Ben paid to do it. So we let him bring it up. But really, really like that. Michael Dammit chiming in saying, shout out to Rhea Ripley for being a good teammate and an even better human for carrying an exhausted EO Sky at the conclusion of their War Games match. I am such a freaking mark for stuff like that. When the match is over and people are still telling the story, it's one of my favorite things in the world. And it became one of my things in the world because very early in my fandom, I went to Royal Rumble in Boston and I was sitting, coincidentally, I didn't plan my tickets there, I was sitting right where anybody who was eliminated went back to the tunnel. And I was so fascinated by the way, so many guys walking all the way through the tunnel, looking back at the ring, or if it was a spot that was setting up a feud, was looking at whoever they ever set up the feud with. And then some guys kind of like walked off and then, all right. Uh, it like actually really intrigued me. And so ever since that moment as a fan, I like look at stuff like that. And I, I love stuff. If you didn't see the video that's circulating, Eo Sky, who, my God, that moonsault. Uh, I don't know how she was walking at all. Uh, Rhea carried her off, which was just such a, a fun a fun way to for them to exit. But thank you, Michael, damn it, for your chat. We appreciate it so much. And hey, that pay-per-view was included with your War Games subscription. Or with your Peacock subscription, excuse me. But sometimes that's not the case with pay-per-views. Sometimes it's a little cheaper to be in Lithuania for such a thing or, or something. I'm not saying, but like you might want to travel elsewhere or you might just want to protect your internet connection in the greatest, bestest way in the whole wide world. And you can do that with NordVPN as Sean Ross Sapp is here to tell you. If you don't get NordVPN.com slash Fightful, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find out about your big life events. And I'm going to break the news. I'm going to scoop you. But if you do get NordVPN.com slash Fightful, 
You can change your virtual location with just one click. I won't be able to do that. I mean, honestly, I'm probably not going to anyway because I'm too busy watching all the great content that I have access to thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. But I might. I might threaten it for the sake of this read. And you don't want that, do you? I don't. I don't want to spend my time doing that, but you're going to force me into it. Four months free. 30-day money-back guarantee. Block online trackers. Block malware. Block annoying pop-up ads on all your devices. They've got three great tiers. Pass, a locker, a VPN. You can watch all your favorite shows abroad. Get pay-per-views at a much more affordable price with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Okay, a few things. I don't think I've ever played that one of the reads before. And sometimes when I'm doing segues, I get worried because I never want to... uh, piss off any of our sponsors obviously and i figured i have it because sean would tell me about it if i did or someone would have told me about it if i did but i was like maybe i shouldn't be saying like go to lithuania and then on that read i'm like oh sean is threatening to scoop people and then he says the exact same thing so i guess i'm in the clear but use nordvpn if you need a vpn service even if you don't if you can hit them up and tell them that you found out about them through us we'd appreciate it because they've made Sincerely, a very big investment in Fightful, and we appreciate it so much. And heck, it's all the money that you're saving on your VPN with this great deal. Why not go over to Fightful Select and get the most breaking news in professional wrestling people? Take a Noxus return that we just talked about. Fightful Select. You want plans each week? They got a Fightful Select. You want, I don't know, me and Alex Pulowski doing the ROH Final battle post show behind the paywall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to hang out with me and Pulowski? We have a lot of fun back there. It's wild. It's loose. We're going crazy. Come join us at Fightful Select for just $5 a month. We appreciate your support. So I've seen it. It's, I'm not lying. No. We're, we are loopy on that show in the most delightful way. I called Alex Pulowski delightfully uncareful the other day. And I was like, that's, I think, just the perfect way to phrase it. We have so much fun together. We're talking about ducks for some reason. We have a blast. So subscribe to Fightful Select. It helps us truly, sincerely. We are not, despite what people want you to believe, no wrestling promotion pays us. We are funded entirely by you guys through Super Chats, through subscriptions. So we really, sincerely do appreciate the support so much. And I think... I'm biased, but it's a heck of a bargain. So head on over there and we will head on over to Karrion Cross in this video package. I have mixed feelings on it because I still don't love it. And I'm still oversaturated. I'm like, oh, cool. Is it like dark lighting and spooky talk? But what I really did like is they're at least making an effort to merge the presentations of Karrion Cross. And Tarot, Sexy, Witch Gale, the beautiful and incredible, great at her job, Scarlet, um, and make them feel like they're a part of the same act, which is not how I have felt the presentation has been before. It felt like there was a disconnect with Karrion Cross, who felt more, not not my favorite, but like definitely was leaning towards that uh, cold-blooded motorcycle guy, killer in the ring. And then um, Scarlet didn't seem to have like any sort of control over him or his opponent uh but was had this presentation anyway 
So I liked that they tried to combine worlds. Karen Cross in this says that he embraced the chaos of the universe, which I liked because it kind of leans into this tarot idea, right? Force is bigger than us. And when that happens and he clashes with people, they end up in bad places. Drew found that out. Uh, a couple other people found that out. I forget who he referenced, but he is looking for a new opponent and they pull out a tarot card and his very mysterious face on it, which I thought was kind of clever. A deck of tarot cards of victims is something that I can buy into a little bit easier. Again, still not my favorite gimmick, but if we're talking about is it a good wrestling presentation, that's a way better direction than they've been going. What did you think of this? Yeah, I agree. Um, again, we, we've spoken about this on various Fridays. Like, There's been a disconnect with with Karrion. What is he doing? Who is he? What is he bringing to the table? Is he spooky? Is he the biker dude like you just mentioned? Um, I do know for a fact what he was going to be at a certain other promotion that he was going to be a part of. I read it. I thought it was a really cool presentation of him. And he was going to be portrayed as the badass that you and I have spoken even off air about. I'm not going to bring that up here. But yeah. Um, but I don't No, No, I, I can't <laughs> see what he was going to do. I'm just saying he was going to be a badass. Um, a can't get to that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think I think that um, if this is the way they're gonna go, can we be consistent with it? Maybe just a little bit. And if we're gonna do the tarots, I think that's pretty free. That's pretty awesome. I, I like that idea. Every time you turn a card around, it's someone new. You don't know who it's gonna be, you know. And you continue like building this deck of opponents that he's just destroying, you know. If that's the way they go with him, you never know. They might go black and white again and just be spooky. <laughs> yeah, and I think it could be cool if she was almost like summoning the opponents. That makes <sighs> her her interference would be so much cooler that way, right? If like she was the one that kind of like called the opponent into being and then she was interfering with him, that makes her infinitely more powerful presentation-wise yeah. to me. Um, and... Yeah, she's just also, she is like one of the prettiest people in the whole wide world. I'll just say that. She's all right. She's gorgeous for she's pretty. For no no particular reason do I bring that up in response to anything that anybody else. Of course not. Might no, have no. She's, said. I think I think she's cool though. I I've I've heard her talk outside of the wrestling ring confines of the wrestling world, so. Yeah, yeah. she's cool. She's yeah. cool. And she she can wrestle herself should she choose to go that path, but oh, yeah. this definitely even though it's not like my taste necessarily, it's definitely clicked in a lot more for me tonight. So I'm glad to see that. I I know there's a lot of people that very much do like him and what he does. So I want them to have a fluid thing that they can gravitate towards. That's awesome. So Well, also, but, you, you're you a big fan of, of their past work, and you've spoken so highly of it and how they should have continued something like that. And so there's no other person better to speak about it than you. Well, thank you. I... I I think he's pre-NXT stuff. I, I only saw him a couple times on the indies, but when I saw him on the indies, I was like, damn, that yeah. guy like yeah. that guy's a badass. And then NXT felt like a weird magician-y thing. And then COVID wrestling in general was weird. <laughs> and then Adam Cole ruined him forever. And then he was a BDSM power. It got very messy. <laughs> but his indie work I saw and it was pretty good. So I do hope that they are tapping into the best parts of him and able to bring that forward. Like I would hope for every wrestler. So, but we get to move along to our main event and boy, Oh boy, 
Did it rule? This was a match that occurred in Lucha Underground. If you're a Lucha Underground fan, fan, this is a rematch for you. If you are not worth checking out, there were a couple of callbacks in there. Um, but I love this. I know a lot of people have gotten like a taste of Santos Escobar, but this was him with the trading wheels off in a sense, which I think a lot of people got to see how special he is. Um, oh no. I don't know what happened to the camera. <laughs> oh no. Can you hear me though? I think Santa, I can hear you, but Santos Escobar and, and Ricochet were so good at cut out your feed. That's crazy. It's okay. We're going to switch over to this one. Ha ha. I have another one. Oh my gosh. He's the man with the plan. We would Sometimes. take that over a certain other man with the plan, but, uh, like Lucha I... underground, my camera went away. <laughs> oh, is it cause your camera sponsored heavily by Modelo? <laughs> wow. <did> you... <laughs> I love that. Oh, gosh. That is just the nichiest, nerdiest joke that I think I've made in a very long time. But uh, the chat is saying it's scripts, that the NXT hacker scripts has hacked your camera. You're probably right, guys. It's probably scripts. Well, let's talk about this main event because it's the only thing I'm like sincerely, extremely excited to talk about tonight. Smash rules. Santos Escobar rules. Ricochet rules. I'll call out a couple spots, but to be honest, if I was calling out the spots I liked in this match, I'd be calling out 30 minutes worth of spots. So I can't do that. But Ricochet does win with the 630. A really fun sequence in here where Ricochet had a Northern Light suplex, floated it into a suplex at Alliance Salt. Uh, Escobar with one of the most stunning Huracan Ranas that you will ever see from the barricade to the floor, which is nuts. An amazing Poison Rana too. God, Santos Escobar is really damn good at this. But overall, I think the thing that impressed me the most, which is something that I feel like is very difficult to accomplish in a wrestling match, especially one that's this long, was they played with the pace of this so incredibly well. This is something that MJF does really well that I don't think he gets enough credit for because he's in the ring not as frequently. To have a match that has high-paced stretches like this one did and also ones that slow down a little bit let wrestlers catch their match breath, but you're still telling the story within the match. It's like a really difficult thing that I think people don't realize sometimes that I didn't realize for a long time, but now appreciate so much of melding those two things together. Like Lucha brothers are obviously really good at this, that they usually go a million miles an hour, but sometimes certain opponents, they got to change it up a little bit. This was happened a lot in this match and Santos Escobar, especially I forget what the, full sequences, but he got hit with three offensive moves. I think all kicks of some sort. And he sold the first one was kind of dizzying around. It almost felt like a video game ending. And then the next one was a little bit worse. And then it was finish him and he finally fell down. Right. But like, that was like this moment in the match that was very sincerely and naturally slowing down. And then I kicked it right back up again. That is a crazy thing to be able to accomplish without, a fan as a wrestler being like, oh, wow, this match stopped. Or, oh, wow, this match picked up. Like, this was fluid the entire time. <laughs> like, really, really well done. Incredibly tricky to accomplish when you have this much time on television as well. Fully delivered. Made the World Cup part of it feel important and special. Um, and Ricochet gets his rematch with Guther, which is nice. We know it can be great because we've already seen it before. Got rematched a couple times, but not to death, like, say, the Usos in the New Day or something. So I'm excited for the rematch. There's been some breathing room between the last time we saw it. And 
big guy list versus little guy is fun. The only thing that I don't love is they have telegraphed this uh, Braun Strowman story so much. It's pretty, uh, I, we knew Gunther was probably going to win anyway, but at least let me have a moment of doubt, man. Like, unless Braun Strowman is going to come out and cost Gunther, which I don't think can happen because there's three guys. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of incredibly obvious what the outcome is here, but overall, this match that we saw tonight, I'll be, I'll be going to sleep having dreams of that Poison Rana. My gosh. <laughs> That was, let me tell you something, that was so un, un WWE like the entire match. Uh, it's not something that we see normally on their programming. Um, as of not late, since Triple H has it, taken over, right? Feel, correct, right? Yeah, you've this, seen, this you've felt seen like more a pay per view match, yeah, yes, exactly. So, those are the times you've been seeing a lot of these matches kind of take a different, uh, I want to say gear, and with what they did tonight i was so impressed by the both of the man i was like my god like everything that they did in the ring hit the 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 the, the impact of the kicks everything was meaningful nothing was wasted it was just as good as wrestling is going to get in front of your television that my friends was a mix of they obviously told the story with the you know, sports entertainment side of things. But man, that was pro wrestling the entire way with those two uh, earlier tonight. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of fun to close out the show. Broadway Joe saying the SmackDown main event was straight out of Lucha Underground. If you know, you know. Well, if you didn't know, we kind of told you. So there you go. But reminder that Rampage was once where CM Punk debuted and Daniel Bryan wrestled Kenny Omega. What a shame it's become. What has it become now that it's betrayed? everything it ever loved and pushed us all away uh we're gonna flip into aw rampage in just a moment but i do say kudos on that main event and if you weren't standing on end for that main event sean rossap has something that will help you be standing on end. blue brand red brand Black and gold, multi, oh, who cares? Blue Chew. That's the real blue brand. And listen, if you want to make your paint splat, listen, it doesn't matter. The quality's going to improve with Blue Chew. Your sexual performance, harder, stronger erections. BlueChew.com, code Fightful. Prescribed online, ship straight to your door. Consult with an online physician, and uh, if approved, it, it comes straight to you. Same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Pay $5 shipping. That's it. $5 shipping. And you get your first order free when you go to bluechew.com and use the code FIFL. Have that main event performance. I know. You, you might switch brands, yada, yada. Don't, don't do that. Stay with the blue brand. Stay with bluechew.com. Code FIFL. Well, there you have it. Your paint will be splattering. You'll be standing. Oh on my end, god, that is dead, Lord Almighty! But again, so many savings that you can spend on Fight Plus Selection. Hang out with us even more and get access to all that great breaking news, all the details. We appreciate the support as always, and a reminder to leave a thumbs up on this video if you would be so kind. It's 
one of the easiest ways to help us, and since YouTube switched up their algorithms like a bunch of pesky little brats, it would be really nice if you left a thumbs up. So uh, we are going to flip into a rampage that, in a word, forgettable is how I found it. Uh, nothing particularly bad. Like, I don't want to say it was, like, unwatchably stupid or whatever. I just, I it felt like uh, a random generator picked some of these matches and... We'll, we'll kind of get into it, but you, you were on the same wavelength as I was when we talked about this off air a little bit, right? This was kind of just there tonight. Yeah, I don't, it was just, I, I don't know what happened. It just, it, again, it felt, I maybe they just knew. I don't know if they think as far as WWE does when it comes to like what's on television, you know, sure. like are people going to be on watching as, as strongly as we wanted to, but whatever. I mean, it was what it was. We'll get into it. It's just kind of a bummer because I feel like, after the pay-per-view the past couple of rampages or the i'm sorry the past few dynamites have been fantastic and i thought this last one was really strong so to follow it up with kind of a meh, rampage was a little bit of a bummer because i feel like the product is like way in a much more focused better on track situation than it was but we start with Cole carter and darby allen this is kind of a good example i feel like of how i feel with what i'm talking about here darby allen is one of the the pillars of your company right if he's Fighting like Jeff Jarrett and on a pay-per-view and Cole Carter on the throwaway match. I know we're getting to something bigger here, but just like he's one of your four pillars, man. But Cole Carter and Darby Allen, I feel like Darby might be the most lost pillar of the pillars, but Darby catches uh the crossface and wins with a scorpion death drop, a coffin drop, a combination. Nothing a ton to write home here. Like Cole Carter's decent enough he's growing he's young he's new in the business he's a very athletic guy uh there was a cool suplex attempt into a code red that i thought was fun but other than that it was kind of just what it was we do get what i thought was a fun promo from darby later in the night though mm. i appreciate the darby video packages i feel like sometimes they're a little bit overdone like a body bag with nobody in it last time for like the live presentation was a little much like I actually really liked Darby Allen just kind of like head in hands talking about how he cleared past the last thing and now he's coming after Samoa Joe for that title oh my gosh she's gonna bump like crazy for Samoa Joe so he wants his title back Samoa Joe's gonna be such a fun opponent uh I kind of felt like we were still had the door open with Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs but we also later in this episode find that who's coming for his ROH title, but Juice Robinson, which is cool. And he's newly signed with the company fully. So that's great. However, I don't know how that fits in with what we were doing with like the Wardlow and Hobbs thing. That feels very left unfinished. And now you have both of those titles being defended against other people. I'm sure there could be interference. I'm sure they could come down after, you know, on at final battle or whatever, but I, it seemed like Warlow was really coming back for those return shots on Wednesday. And now here we are. So what did you think of the match and how do you feel about the Darby Allen piece of this? We'll talk about Samoa Joe and Drew Robinson after. Yeah, I, I, it was, it was, I don't know. I was, I wasn't into it. I was like, normally rampage starts on fire. And while there was some, okay moments in the match it just it i was like okay cool like 
why are we putting Darby Allen in, in with this guy right now? And, and when you talk about the uh, what they showed uh, later on in the night with the um, with him talking to himself in the mirror, um, that's the side of him I, I like to see a lot of. I want to see him progressing and being in pictures in bigger title pictures in any type of like title reigns or of any type of big feel match because that's what I feel like he is. He's very special. He's not your just run of the mill, you know, hard worker that you're gonna throw out there and, and you know, and which he does do, by the way, in the ring. But I feel like when you when you when he puts his mind, like you know, he puts his own spin into these promos, he's put, you know, and into the matches as well. I can see this. I hope that they make this into a longer storyline that gets somewhere and we just sure. don't forget about it like they always do with AEW matches. <laughs> yeah. So I will say it's not like a major complaint and it's not a precedent that was ever set in AEW. It's been set in other places of wrestling. But we yeah. there's been a lot of times where a secondary title hasn't led its way up to the yes. main title. We haven't seen that on the women's side yet because Jade's the only one that's had it. But it doesn't seem like that tends to escalate people. Now that couldn't happen with Cody Rhodes, right? Like he took himself out of the world title picture. So it was never going to happen there. Uh, Scorpio Sky got injured. Sammy Guevara is not really that's not his time for that yet. Um, so it might just be a circumstantial thing, but I would say like, that's not a place that we've gotten to. So just an observant thing on, on my end, but it's also doesn't, doesn't have to be that way, but right. I agree. Does Dar- Darby definitely deserves to be in, in kind of more high profile spots, I would say. So I agree with you and I'm, I'm very excited for him and Samoa Joe. I think that'll be great. Well, we will, Joe's we'll, gonna kill you. Joe <laughs> like, is gonna kill. You. Can I tell you? I don't cover dynamite on here, but I was so excited. The Samoa Joe walkaway spot is my favorite oh. spot in all of wrestling. I love it so much. It's my favorite thing in the world. It's so natural. It's so natural. It's so logical. I love it so so much. And to see Ar Fox do what he did, and for it to backfire. Curse words rules like. So, so awesome. I love it so much. I love the walkaway spot. I love Samoa Joe. Uh, Did you just really say curse words rule? Oh, my God. I was going to say some very I love aggressive that, by the way. curse words. I'm just going to say that from now on. I don't want to see it. How's it yell at me? So. <laughs> but we move along to a quick segment with Renee Paquette and Keith Lee. I say it week over week, but gosh, Renee has just walked in and felt so comfortable and incredible at her job. We see it later with Soraya as well, but she's just about to ask kind of what the deal with Keith Lee and Swerve is, and in comes Shane Taylor. I am very excited about this. Shane Taylor challenges him uh, to a tag match. If you don't know, Shane Taylor and Keith Lee were the pretty boys in Ring of Honor. I'm very excited for this. I loved the work that uh, Shane Taylor was doing before ROH shut down. I thought it was one of the most compelling things on the show he had an incredible segment with Trisha Dora that was so good in ROH. Like one of my favorite, most sincere things that they've done. Uh, love Shane Taylor. Loved the pretty boys. I think this is going to be really, really fun. Uh, and I love that Shane Taylor says, you have a habit of leaving tag partners because Keith Lee went to WWE and left Shane Taylor behind. He leaves Swerve uh, as he's walking up the ramp in their tag match. Really, really fun nod. And then... 
Keith Lee's kind of looking around like, what the hell am I going to do? And Swerve just shows up with a shit-eating grin on his face. And I love it so much. Uh, very excited about the possibility. Very excited to see Shane Taylor in, in this position. I think that's that's a great use of him. Would love to see him in ROH. He did a ton of work in the, the six-man tag picture that they have in ROH. So uh, what did you think of this segment? Yeah, I'm I'm on board with you 100% there. I want to see where this is. Again, another another little thing about Rampage is like they they plant these seeds for for things that come later on, which is a great use of of the program. Um so yeah, I'm 100% on board with exactly what you just said. I'm hoping to see the, again where where this is going with him. I agree. We do have some super chats and humper jets that came in. Well, we were not super excited about this necessarily overall. Shotgun29 says that between all the women's stories and Shane Taylor on my TV, the rest of Rampage could have stunk and I would have been very happy. Thankfully, that wasn't the case and it was another enjoyable show from start to stop. See, I think the rest of it did stink outside of what you said, but not to the point where it was unwatchable or anything like that. Nothing bad was on my screen and it's only an hour program. Um, I just felt like it was just there tonight. Like it was just some good wrestling matches. And that's okay, Jake. But I think normally they deliver a little stronger than they did tonight. I'll put it that way. Scotty Bosock says, is this the Duck Fun channel? Where are the Duck Funs? Wrong Alex. Uh, right channel. Wrong Alex. <laughs> we don't have enough time for 130 duck jokes tonight, unfortunately. But I'm sure Tuesdays will have dinosaur puns or something at some point. Uh, Scotty also asking, also, Kate, since you'll get it, the name Bo Sox, as in Boston Red Sox, your favorite team, somehow that always turns into Bo Box. <laughs> that was Louise. That's hilarious, Louise. Uh, no, the Red Sox are not my favorite team. They are my bitter enemy, and they threw Don Zimmer on the ground by his head, and I will never forgive them or you for that, to be honest. Look at you. So. Huh. Ryan said, oh, fiddlesticks, Kate. I'm sure that was about my overall thoughts on Rampage because he is always extremely positive about things. But I'll tell you what I was probably most sour on. I have a whole show tonight. And that is the fact that I haven't seen Mirror on my TV in months, but Jeff Jarrett got a freaking pin tonight. I do not care about Jeff Jarrett. I know there's a lot of people who do. So acknowledging that there are people that are excited that Jeff Jarrett's at AEW. I was not excited, but like a one-off is fine for the Sting connection. It's not a one-off. That's annoying. Uh, and just sincerely, I started watching in 09. I don't really have a connection to Jeff Jarrett from a sentimental perspective. And when I go back and watch old matches, no one's really been like, you have to go watch these Jeff Jarrett matches. So I'm not, he's just a guy with the smashing guitar fetish for me, like not, but heard really good things about him, whatever. Uh, I did not need what I saw on my screen tonight, which was the acclaimed coming out and saying that they are the people's voice and that the people, after a pretty, a pretty good rap from uh, Max Caster tonight, uh, they, the people want to see the acclaimed fight the best in the world, clearly referring to FTR and then the gun club come out. Instead of FTR. Troll job number one. And then Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett come out. Troll job number two. And I'm not a huge fan of the gun club. I get what they're there to do. And I think they're good at what they're there to do. Not for me. I would have paid money 
to have watched the gun club and acclaim tonight instead of Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I just I don't need Jeff Jarrett eating up TV time in 2022 at all. My notes literally say 450 splash attempt that misses the mark and Jarrett sets Quen up for the lethal injection. Oh my god, who cares? Is what my notes say verbatim. So that's how I felt about it. Not like a ton to write home about here, but we do get the acclaimed at FTR on Wednesday. I just think this was a real dumb path to get there, but maybe you or the chat feel differently. What do you think? No, I I, I feel the same way as you. I also want to know why is Jeff Jarrett on television so much? What was his, what is his deal? Is this, is it, does he have an hourly rate that he has to now be part of the television segments every week? When um, he took a live events backstage role, did that mean I'm putting myself uh, on live events all the time? I don't I know, so man. It's just, it's so weird um, that we're seeing him and Jay Lethal together every week. I don't know where this is going with them. I'm probably overthinking it. That's what's happening right now. But there's so many other people that I would love to see on my television. They can go away for a while. Keep him on the payroll. I think keep him, keep keep Jeff Jarrett special, even though he's he's corny sometimes. Um, keep him special, right? A little guitar shot every now and then, in in months, not weeks or days. Every time, every you know, every other show would be great. The way I, I would have rather seen Smart Mark Sterling on my screen, Alex. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have the best tag division in the world, probably. Yeah, they Why do. is Jeff Jarrett getting a pin yeah. in 2022 on my television? Yeah, like, I just, yeah. Iron Savages yeah. are great. Like, there's so many teams that I would much rather see. Private Party, like, and Iron Savages, I feel like could have a hell of a match. Like, can, can I be honest? I, when I, Private Party's music gets me going. Oh, hell my yeah. God, is that Private Party? We love some oh banger themes. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. Give it to me. <laughs> so, uh, I do have a jukebox request, which is normally a Tuesday night gimmick, but I will circle back to that at the end and we will have some fun because why not? Uh, we get a Renee Paquette and Soraya sit down, which was really fun, quick and to the point. Feels like sometimes Soraya kind of rushes through her delivery on these a little bit, but also they don't necessarily have a ton of TV time to play with. Again, just loving Renee in this role. She kind of says like, what word on the street is essentially that she's proud of Jamie Hayter. She's excited for Jamie Hayter to be champion. Um, that she's kind of overall, I think, excited about the women's division. I certainly am. Uh, but she wants the title, which I love. And she's put in the locker room on notice. Quick, effective, and to the point. What did you think? I think the same thing, right? I think I feel like with, with Soraya, like we have to figure out how we're going to get her to the title. Um, I love the fact that she's having all these sits down with Renee, um, keeping her fresh on television, getting to tell her story. What is exactly that she wants to do? Obviously, we already know she wants the, the goddamn title. She wants to be a, a champion at, in AEW. So for me, it's just like, all right, cool. Like I, I'm, I'm understanding what they want to do with her, but who is she going to go through? Right? Because records matter, right? From what I heard, I think in AEW. I mean, so, they don't do the rankings anymore, really. They don't, um, right? 
They just yeah, that's not. It? They kind of laid off that. I think they still keep track. Of, they definitely still keep track of them because we see them in the graphics, but they okay. don't use it as a way to set things up anymore. Yeah, because uh, see, in my mind, I was just like still thinking about that. I was just like, aren't we kind of doing this or no? Like, you know, with the whole like, you got to earn your way to a title, right? You know, but I guess from what you're telling me, it's like, okay, we're going to put that in the back burner. And if she's going out there and she's going to go and challenge Jamie Hader, then. We'll see. But I want Jamie Hayter to keep the belt for a while. I mean, I want her to run with it. I want her to go and have like a, a, a getting off topic here. I'll be two seconds here. I want her to go on a fight with Britt Baker. I want them to break up. I want them to beat the living crap out of each other with every weapon that they can find. I don't know. I'm just, I know Britt Baker's violent, so I like it. And, you know, <laughs> and, and then from oh, there, man. have Soraya jump in. Oh, God, that'll be such a good storyline. I think the women's division in AEW and the storylines are getting so damn good. So good. I do want to circle back and correct myself. It was lethal that got the pin. Yes, he got the pin. And you know what? His finisher stinks. Stop the doing lethal un- injection? Stop doing unnecessary handsprings. You don't Jake, like lethal. that? No, I don't. Oh, my God. Freddie thinks, thinks it's the most prettiest like finisher ever for some it's, reason. He does it extremely well. It's very acrobatic. It is completely pointless to do a handspring going into that move. It would take energy out of you and slow you down. Not necessary. Kate but knows because Kate does back springs once in a while. In her I, room, constantly. So, yeah. I'm just like wrestling finishers every day in my apartment. No, it makes no sense. Is it just cool? If you're okay with something that just is cool, it's great. If you if you can sit there and just enjoy how cool it is, awesome. <laughs> You enjoy wrestling more than me, so good on you. <laughs> You're a happier fan than I am. That's awesome for you. Jeff Jarrett being involved in a finish. I don't need it. I don't need it. Um, So much good stuff going on here, but we will move along a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. Athena killed Danny Moe. RIP Danny Moe. This was very fun. Uh, this was like a 50 second match that was, yeah. holy crap. You want to find Athena? I don't think she cares very much. I am loving this version of her. Yes. I think it is a blend of everything that she does super well, all in like one run so far. Like I just adore it. Um, I think she can do, uh, a really wonderful combination of acrobatic things and, being extremely strong and now there's just like this piece of her that's extremely vicious in the way that she's laying her stuff in and it rules like that total package and she just feels um it feels like very complete and it feels like a heel that they don't have necessarily in AEW right now we have like the um kind of flashy like the Britt Baker style heel right like we have that type of heel I don't think we have we have the Jade Cargill, like, right, mega incredible star type of feel in the women's division. This is new. This is really, really fun. So um, she does feel like a like a true heel. By the way, she comes yeah. down. She has the attitude. She gets in the ring. She beats the living life out of you, and then she's like, "Bye, I'm done with you." I love it. I think they should. They need. They need to run with her for a while, like with this. Agreed. I'm sorry. I do flip flop on pronunciation on this hundred children saying it's He's talking about me. Listen. I know. I know. And I say it right sometimes and wrong. Ladies and times. gentlemen, 
I am. English is not my first language. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico, so I will ruin <laughs> a lot of names, first names, last and middles, just to let I, you know that. I do, too. I accidentally flip back and forth on that, but uh, she can come after me, by the way. There you go. Yeah, she's gonna fight you. Watch out for what does she call the good night, right? That's her new finisher. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Ray and Knight. I love it. I love it. Uh, and I agree with you what you were saying about Jamie Hader. I think Britt Baker and her at Revolution is probably going to be your main event. Oh and there's fun God. ways to have Soraya like play play along with that. But Ronald Pollock saying that AEW London, Soraya versus Jamie Hader, or oh. Soraya and Zach Zodiac versus Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. That's a really fun call. I didn't think about that. But they do mention her brother again tonight, which was fun. So maybe he mm -hmm. is kicking around a little bit. But good stuff um i don't think the sheeta promo was on the rundown so sorry if i skipped it in the wrong order but we will definitely talk about it now because i'm loving this side of sheeta man this rules yes. we are seeing so much development character wise sheeta's uh english has come such a long way after she dropped the title, it was widely reported that she wanted to, she was off for TV for too long, in my opinion, but she wanted to take time to work on that aspect of her wrestling repertoire, that she wanted to work on um, character development and promo delivery and stuff like that. I think it's paying off in dividends. Big she time. looks more and more comfortable. We're going to get her and Bunny. Like, that's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I'm excited Bunny's healthy, too. Um, yes. She was doing some of her, her best work. Yes, I feel like right before she kind of got injured, which was a bummer. I think she doesn't get enough credit for being freaking hilarious too mm -hmm. in the roles that she can play. But I'm I'm so excited about how many, how clear the paths are that we're seeing presented, and how many of them there are. So we're just getting like much greater depth on things, and it's getting like much wider in how many stories are being developed. It's just a really great thing. We'd love to see two matches on Dynamite still, but what a turnaround we're seeing! Listen, uh, it's no, it's no, uh, it's no secret. I'm a girl dad, and I am a big supporter of anything that has to do with women, um, in any way possible. And one of the things I like seeing is the women thrive in any type of, you know, whether it's in a corporation in a you know work environment or even in this in, in entertainment and the women in aew i'm telling you right now are setting themselves up to have the biggest year probably for both companies with the way that they're going 2023 is going to be ginormous for aew and the women's division and they might trun you know pounce on wwe depending on what they're doing on their end you know wwe is just they they're gonna get it together with with having charlotte come back and, and the, it's them just the imbalance like yeah, Mondays yeah. are so different than fridays yes with, with things, yes with that, yeah. but i'm telling you right now storylines and how fresh and how personal they're feeling in aew is totally different than what's happening in wwe right i feel the tension that's going to start growing between Brit and Jamie. I'm feeling all these women rising from below, like all these great promos that they're coming up with, man. It's going to be, it, it's going to be really good to watch. I agree. I think there's some, 
nice shots in the arm. Becky coming back in WWE is really, really good. I'm hoping that they'll course correct in WWE because the talent is certainly there. I think WWE always, once Rumble season kicks in, is a different product than what you see, especially in December. December is when Alberto Del Rio runs over Santa Claus with his car. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Like, that is what we're up against in December. WWE programming every year, never mind one that has been so tumultuous, right? And WWE with Vince exiting the picture and having very odd uh, run before that with programming. So... I'm excited, and I agree with you. I think women's wrestling is going to be absolutely on fire in 2023. Hey, over, be- under, over, under on a miracle on 34th Street Street fight <laughs> this oh, 100%, 100%, year. 100%, yeah. yeah. They, they didn't have their traditional Thanksgiving day. I know. It's true. It's so, true. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. I think, uh, I think we'll get something gimmicky for the holidays just because they have that MSG house show. So That is true. Know. Uh. Poppy Casa, what a great handle. <laughs> says if Mercedes Renato returns and faces Soraya, it's the biggest women's feud in women's wrestling, hands down. Thoughts. Uh, unquestionably, I would say, I think pretty much anywhere Sasha Banks goes is going to be the Dude. biggest feud in wrestling, no matter where she returns. If she comes back at Mania, if she decides to work a stardom match, that'll probably be um, the biggest women's wrestling lift that we see internationally not that they need the help stardom is incredible at at everything that we have going on over there but uh i i think i think she's the one with the keys to the castle right now so whatever she chooses to do if she chooses to do wrestling she might be working on other things that make her happy right now um wherever she chooses to show up but yes i I, of course agree with you if she showed up to face soraya that would be no absolutely incredible that'll be the move of the year I'm serious right now. If she were to show up in AEW television, my God. I cannot imagine the boatload of money that it would cost to, to land her. But circling back to poor Danny Moe and Athena. Danny Moe. Uh, I'm familiar with Danny Moe because she works out of the, the Northeast a lot. I've seen her at a, a couple of indie shows and she's a great talent. Check her out because uh, she did get murdered on screen by Athena today, but uh, a really a great women's wrestler. So check her out. But uh, Orion Ben leading us to the main event here saying that the best rivalry on Rampage is Mark Henry and Orange Cassidy. Oh my God. For the the line on the pole match, basically right there. We're going to talk about that shortly, but absolutely loved it. some more baseball chat, though, that we got from Scotty Bosox saying, correction, Pedro guided Don Zimmer to the ground. I'm kidding. Oh, my God. It wasn't cool. However, right. I inherited my love of the Red Sox from my dad. He forever blamed Don Zimmer for the 1978 Sox collapse against the gangs, Bucky Dent, and so forth. You know what? Uh, having a baseball relationship with your dad is one of the most special things in the world. I have one with my dad. Uh, so many of my memories are built around uh, me playing baseball and softball and catches in our yard and going to Yankee games, especially during those mm-hmm. dynasty years. So I can't even blame you for that. If dad chooses a team and you get behind it. That's yep. a bunch of Oh, and, and by the way, it was a face buster. <laughs> he, basi- you know he basically just he face busted yeah. him. Touche. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. Uh, turning around and really liking Pedro Martinez and David Ortiz is like the most 
it's betraying feeling to have within myself but like i i adore david ortiz it sucks it they're hurts. so good on commentary it hurts in my soul but scotty bosock is also saying i feel bad for sending baseball chats overall i like both shows <laughs> but again it doesn't take much to earn my approval with wrestling good you're supposed to enjoy it we just talk about it and have fun here the thing that did bug me is giving tegan return and the evans refresh uh on a show that will have 60% fewer viewers probably. That's not great. They kind of did this with Mia Yim as well, where it was like she came back and nobody was like kind of fully aware of what was going on. I think Tegan Knox also showing up with rainbow colored hair might have thrown some people off a little bit. Um, but I agree. It's maybe not the best place to do a return, but I would say that main event is make it a, hey, you should have watched the show. So hopefully people will go back and check it out. Also, Pop for Louise saying, my bad. Holy Sheeta, when he accidentally left that category <laughs> out of our rundown. <laughs> and they played, um, they did the old WCW Nitro deal. Uh, they played SmackDown right back to back. So right after it was over, SmackDown replayed on FS1. Well, there you go. I was wondering. I saw the signature again, and I was like, oh, Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, well... As Mark Henry would say, or as Orange Cassidy would try and take away from him, it's time for the main event. Orange Cassidy versus QT Marshall. Uh, they have their pre-match interview. We alluded to the funniness that happened there. This is a lumberjack match, which I didn't really love this episode. And then you finish it off with probably my least favorite stipulation match in wrestling. That wasn't going to be great. But this one actually wasn't the most poorly executed one. And we're going to talk about that as well. But ultimately here, uh, my notes say Lumberjack title match. I hate these. But we have some fun stuff that happens. Orange Cassidy wins with a beach breaker. He attempted a couple of them. Uh, but we get some interference from Kip Sabian here, who throws Orange Cassidy into the match, which is what you're supposed to do. Not push them off the top rope, though. It's supposed to be when guys roll out of the ring. But I did kind of like the idea of him stretching the rules of a lumberjack match a little bit. And like, well, if he's on top of the rope, it's not really like in the ring. I just think it's kind of a fun way to go about it. Also popped very much for Danhausen and his hatchet, which they did not let him bring to the ring. Um, but his Dan hatchet made me laugh a lot. And his flannel was fantastic. But some... Typical Lumberjack match stuff that happened here, but Ethan Page being pissed at Matt Hardy for uh, throwing the good guy back in the ring, throwing Orange Cassidy back in, uh, was good while Private Party kind of stuck behind. Matt Hardy was ejected from ringside. That's a really fun story that's been unfolding on Dark. If you were subscribed to Fightful Select, you would know that a lot of the talent is pretty heavily involved in it. So subscribe to Fightful Select and go read about it. But, uh... A, a decent enough match. I just don't like lumberjack matches. But the big thing here is that after the match, shocker, everybody's fighting each other. I know it's crazy. But House of Black comes out and attacks everybody but Ortiz. And Luis tells us that in a Twitter exclusive, King powerbombed Cutler, Brody King powerbombed Cutler, threw a table as Black called him a smart, a small part of a bigger problem interesting so house of black maybe versus the elite that could be a whole heck of a lot of fun because why would you attack brandon cutler one of the greatest stooges in all of wrestling uh unless you were gonna go there so 
So that's your main event. I thought the match was good. QT Marshall doesn't get enough credit for the crowd reactions that he gets uh, because he's not there to be heavily involved in stories from an in-ring perspective. He's there to guide younger talent along and for situations like this, right? He plays that part extremely well. He gets crowd heat, man. He really does. I saw him do it on a cruise ship. I've seen him do it live. He he deserves credit for that. He, he does a really wonderful job. Uh, we knew which way this was going to go. I thought this was a ton of fun. Uh, I would love to see House of Black versus the Elite, obviously. Uh, and House of Black coming in to beat the crap out of each other, everyone was very fun. Um, so decent enough, but also kind of like just happened, was predictable, whatever. But that's what we go home with. What did you think? Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I I, I obviously there was some type of problem with with the uh, House of Black previously to them, you know, coming back up. Great vignettes. They're doing some great stuff on television right now. You know, I I think it's it's uh, they're telling a good story of what they're planning on doing. We're kind of following along, which is great when we don't feel lost. Um, so for me. I think it was overall good. I think it was a good way to send everyone home happy. People are really digging the House of Black 2.0. <laughs> so I think um, people were digging House of Black 1.0 a lot, right? They think, were very yeah, much so. I think, very I think much this so. is really good. I think this is really good. Those vignettes were incredible. Like yeah, you said. I want to see a more violent House of Black. And if this is the way that they're going to be being put on television. By the way, one thing I didn't notice, they uh, QD Marshall flipped off the crowd and it was blurred. That's new. To me. Oh, I'm so okay. used to. I'm. Listen, guys. I'm. I work in the entertainment business. When I see things, I kind of. I'm like, whoa. What, what was that all about? So maybe they're getting into more of a little PG project. I don't know what they're doing on the back end there. But I was like, hey, what's that all about? Why they blur his finger when he flipped them off? I can't remember if we've seen any birds on TV that weren't. I know WWE pulls away. So. Yeah, um, which is this probably past week, I think Moxley happened. Moxley like gave people the bird, but that's also live. Oh, yeah. So. You know. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and this is yeah, on but, later, so that's that's kind of yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah. So I, I can't. I want to see. I want to see what Malachi and the rest of the group is going to do. I'm really excited for them. Um, I'm a huge House of Black fan. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I if they're going against the elite, man. They, obviously, they're going to have to wait until their best of. 7,000. Uh, but gets, if Miro's not coming back for them, where's my Miro? God, man, that's true, too. I miss Miro and I miss Scorpio Sky, but you never know. You might know next week when a certain person might have CJ Perry on a certain show. Oh, all right. Well, I'll be <laughs> listening to that, but we're gonna also listen to this super chat closing us out here from Ronald Hollick, who said. Hoping for a women's turn at Blood and Guts 2023. Ooh. Hell yeah. Britt Hader, Nyla, uh, Serena Deeb. Where's Serena Deeb been? And Layla Hirsch versus Rosa Storm, Riho, Sheeta, and Statlander. That could be really fun. I would put Ruby. Oh, yeah. I put Ruby Soho somewhere in there, though. I don't know if I would. If Rio might actually be really fun in a match like that because she's flying everywhere all the time. I definitely think they should have a blood and guts match. That that would be really really fun. I would like to see that. So does so. Tony Khan put up a a video of William Regal saying blood and guts? 
you know. I, he should. You know what? He has that information. So he has the footage. He should put it up for himself. But uh, Scorpio ha- is rehabbing. Amira was doing some TV projects. Subscribe to Fightful Select for Scorpio Sky information. There it is. You would see some updates there. But uh, nonetheless, that closes us out. Minus me doing a Tiffany Stratton impression and my thoughts on Jeff Jarrett. I think he, J-E, double sucks. I don't need him on my screen in 2022. He should be backstage, but he does get that bag. The bangs and the ponytail blade so well with that, by the way. I'm (laughs) a visual artist, so seeing her do the move and the bangs just kind of take a life of their Uh. own. I actually I'm, missed Tiffany Stratton on my screen. She was growing leaps and bounds on NXT. I'm she was casting you on my next short. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Cast my sister. She's an actual actor. She's great. Uh, but that concludes our show for today. Can I ask you something? Of course. I want to end the show with this. I want to get your personal thought. Of course. From both. We don't have to say one and one. Just from both shows. What was your best and worst? Both combined or each? It like doesn't separate. have to be each. No, it could just be like pick your favorite one from from both wrestling all five hours today or whatever, four hours, three hours. <laughs> oh, uh, hands down, Santos Escobar and Ricochet. Okay, cool. Perfect. But like un- unquestionably. What about And you? your worst one? Jeff Jarrett. Okay. Jeff Jarrett, because I also think that was just a extremely... It's not only me not wanting to see Jeff Jarrett on screen, and it's also not Jeff Jarrett's fault, by the way. It's not like he does anything wrong. I just don't want to see it. Um, I think it was just a very weird vehicle to get to FTR and the acclaimed on Wednesday. Like I just cool. didn't, I didn't love it. But. I want to I want to end like as long as I'm I'm here and I'm brought back like Friday nights. I want to get you you know like an overall taste huh. of what you thought. Was what are good. your and answers? Then, um, definitely the 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 match with ricochet my god that yeah, was really ricochet good and santos oh yeah and the worst is anything with like braun Strowman in it um that has like even if they mention him this this week was i don't i just don't like him he's just so boring um <laughs> uh, you know yeah, what? You, i love what? this because it's true Jeff Jarrett is going to pop up on my show somehow he's going to get paid from this promotion because god That's, bless him that guy works yeah everywhere and if you guys, if you guys have a best and worst worst of the week as well, man, hit me up on Twitter. I want, I, I would like to conversate and talk to you guys Twitter? about it. So, how yeah. would I know where to find you on Twitter? Alex? If Twitter's still around tomorrow morning, you can find me at Alexis Cardoza. It has an underscore in the front. Very simple, very fast. You can also find me on Instagram, Alexis Cardoza, without any underscore. And yeah, we'll we'll talk about all that stuff on there. Onlyfans.com/slash/clavicle/god. So. Uh, they asked for so much information. I actually went to open one and they're just giving me the runaround. Like, I'm like, nope. how hard could this be? I just want to show nudes. Like, well, my clavicles, of course. Give it to the people, you know, and it's a good and it's going to be free. I'm not charging. Oh, that's so funny. free giving away free content. Well, darn it. That's exactly me. what I'm doing on Patreon. I started a Patreon. So sincerely, I didn't want to bring this up. I've heard from so many fans or from so many people that OnlyFans is a really good content platform and they wish it wasn't so aligned with like sex, just sex yeah. and pornography because yeah. it's a better system Correct. than Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but either way, uh, I have a Patreon. It's free to engage. It's 
I'm hoping different than a lot of other Patreons in the wrestling community because it's not like, hey, hear me talk about wrestling more. You guys hear me do that on Fightful yeah. all the time and the Mark Order podcast. So it's community based, completely free. Um, as long as you have a Patreon, a Patreon account, I have daily posts that are kind of motivational. I do Tuesday playlists. Uh, we're talking about things we're trying to knock off of our to-do list and weekend vibes. Also doing a holiday challenge of like free and cheap ways to just make your holiday season nice. brighter. If you do want to support financially, there's a pay what you can option. Yep. People signed up for that. I set it up by accident. I wanted it to be totally free. And I'm also going to be starting a Substack newsletter in correlation with that. So I'm going to be writing about wrestling as well. Be able to find all of that in my link tree on my Twitter at Miss Kate Faye. But we're having fun. And I also have a Patreon subscription tier that's $69 with no benefits that just says nice. <laughs> It's I thought that was the here. one. I thought that was the one that comes with the free eight by ten of your feet. I guess I was wrong, or did I, you just send me that just to send it to me? I don't understand. We okay. gotta go, but thank you so much for joining. <laughs> thank you so so much, sincerely, for joining us. I didn't have like think these were the strongest episodes of wrestling television, but damn it, I have fun every time that we get on here and do this. So thank you so much. Have a safe and wonderful weekend. We appreciate you. We're out.